0: Awaiting the master. This week at the Diocese of Phoenix, we were given a new bishop. We're very grateful for Bishop Olmsted and his service and leadership over the last 18 and a half years. And uh, now we have Bishop John Dolan, appointed by the Holy Father, part of a God's will for us now. And at the installation mass, Bishop Dolan made a special point of thanking Bishop Olmsted and thanking his transition team that's helped him to settle in the diocese in the new role he, it, he even was kind of he repeated himself like two or three times like he was kind of gushing about how grateful he was and how smoothly it's been going well it's understandable because I mean we've known for a little while that Bishop Olmstead was gonna turn 75 right I mean Maybe we've known for 75 years. No, we've known for a number of years that he was going to turn 75 and that there would be a new bishop. And so it gave them all sorts of time to prepare. They've been preparing for not just months, but for maybe longer. And they were awaiting him even before he arrived so that they were ready. Jesus tells the disciples today to be vigilant and ready as they await the master. And some things are planable, like when somebody's going to turn 75, but other things are not planable. I I was gone for a couple weeks, and I, I got home, and I was with my uh, mother in Phoenix, and, and she said, hey, I want to let you know, uh, your cousin passed away on Monday, and the funeral was yesterday in Georgia. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, wow. Um, he was 65, and so it was early, he, he did have health problems, but it was just, it felt sudden to me. And it's caused me in the last few days just to think about how much time we spend on our projects, on doing work, on saving money, on going on vacations, you know, all the effort, even me as a priest, like, okay, my dad has dementia and Alzheimer's, okay, I need to save money because I might have extended medical care needs. Long-term healthcare needs, and and so I'm thinking of all that. But I mean, I could, you know, have a heart attack tomorrow. You know, God willing, not. No, I don't want that. I don't want that. <laughs> like, we just don't know. But we spend so much energy on our plans. But Jesus points out today: Are we focused on what matters most? Jesus focuses his disciples, saying, "Provide money bags for yourselves." that do not wear out, an inexhaustible treasure in heaven that no thief can reach nor moth destroy. For where your treasure is, there also will your heart be." It causes me to think about where do I find my treasure? We, we had the, uh, the pre-seminary basketball game on Friday, and. Uh, the host, like, the MC likes to roast me a little bit, because um, I'm decent at basketball sometimes. Um, and so I'm, like, missing layups, missing free throws and all that. And, and, and it used to really bother me. I mean, it still kind of bothers me. I'm an athlete. But, like, but now it's, like, you know what? It's just a game. Well, people are going to think you're not very good at basketball. Well, now they know, they know the truth. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Like, but don't, don't we spend so much energy on like, what do people think of me? I want to put up a good appearance on these things that it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. The truth is our, our master will come back and we want to, we want to be ready. We want to invest in treasure that lasts. And so practically one way to think about it, I, I guess I was thinking about my cousin, the, uh, my cousin's son gave a little a little talk at the ceremony, and we could watch it online afterwards. And, and he said, you know, there was a lady from the church that would bring communion to my cousin. And I was like, oh, does that mean he was still active in his faith at the end? And it made me wonder, did he go to confession? You know, when was the last time he made a good confession? Because that's a beautiful way to clear out what doesn't matter, sin that burdens us, to be able to have space and room for God's grace and life. And it makes me think, like, well, I don't, I don't know what he's doing, but what am I doing? And I had the chance to go to confession on my retreat, but for, for all of us, I, to think about when was the last time, when was the last time we made a confession? I, my suggestion for people when they ask me, Father, how often should I go to confession? In general, I say once a month. Well, once some, if it's more than a month, like, I can't remember what happened last week, but so if it's more than that, we're just not going to remember. So it's not helpful. And you can tell it's important to our faith and at the Newman Center because we try to make it as easy as possible. We have confessions offered every day. Now we have two priests and we can, you know, dueling banjos, like we're going at the same time, you know, like we try to make it as easy as possible because it's so important And the last thing we want to do is have the Lord come and not be ready spiritually. But just something to note about the master coming. The day the master comes is going to be so beautiful. Listen to what the Lord says. His words, how he starts today to his disciples is, do not be afraid. We don't have to be worried about that day. For your father is pleased to give you the kingdom. Not just your own room, not just your own seat. The father wants to give you everything. That's, we, that's why I love the, the prodigal son story when the son comes back and he's like, I've already gotten my inheritance and all this stuff. And, and then he goes to the older brother and he says, his older son, and he says, he says, everything I have is yours. And yet the greatest gift that God wants to give us is not just us. Some thing, but himself who is infinite, who is goodness itself, who is love itself. That is Romans 8.32 says, he who did not spare his own son, but handed him over for us all, how will he not also give us everything else along with him? And by going to confession, we're, we're creating space to receive that, everything by actually even going to prayer each day what happens in prayer what happens when the master comes he will have them his servants recline at table and he will proceed to wait on them what does god want to do he wants to minister to us god God doesn't need for example god doesn't need us to be here today You know, an hour from now, he's still going to be God. And whether we were here or not, he's still the same. But whether we are here or not, we will be different. And what kind of different is that? That that coming here reminds me that I do have a good master who is guiding all things. That that the world, as much as I feel like the pressure of the world's on my shoulders at time, and and the pressure that, um, that, that, I was talking to this mother, um, over the last couple of weeks, and and she's like, she's she's holding, she's like, I'm so worried about my son who's not going to church anymore. And I'm like, it sounds like you have a pretty firm grip on that. And she said, two hands, you know? (laughs) It's like, do I trust that God loves my son even more than I do? That's what we receive when we go to prayer, is that God loves the people I love even more. And then I can can bring my burdens, my difficulties, everything to Him. And then I have a space to receive His peace, His love, His presence with me, that I I have space for Him. And every day we spend time in prayer, we we can be reminded of that. That's why, while I was gone, I I went on a personal retreat. I do it every year. Because what happens on a retreat is we spend time with the Lord, but what is heaven? Heaven is eternity with the Lord. And it's like, we don't, we don't have to wait till eternity to spend time with the Lord, that I can be with him now, that I can make space for him and his will now. Uh, on my retreat, one of the things that my retreat director had me read this book about the spirituality of St. Therese. And you probably know this, but she died at the young age of 24. And yet already in that short lifetime had learned the key of wisdom, the key of trust, complete trust in God. And she was named, declared a doctor of the church, which means she has something to teach all of us. She had this radical confidence in trust in God's goodness to do all good things. And so she was able to receive everything. She was ready to receive her master and his will in all things. And there, there are little examples like one day when she's she's washing clothes and at the basin or whatever, and there's another sister who was just like, you know, really trying to get those stains out. And so there's like dirty water just like splashing her in the face. And you know, we might be tempted to like respond, like, "Hey, watch what you're doing," but but instead, she she accepted it, that somehow God was allowing this to happen, and and she willingly embraced this this little tiny frustration, this suffering, that she accepted it as part of God's will. That when she was when she got tuberculosis, she didn't know she had tuberculosis, and she was struggling to breathe, that her her prayer was simply something like, like, thank you, Jesus. That that if this somehow comes from you, Lord, like, I wanna be receptive, not just to your good things, I wanna be receptive to all things. That's that's what the faith of Abraham today, that we, we know the end of the story, but Abraham, was willing to accept the death of his son. Even though God had promised all these descendants through his son. So then Abraham's like, well, God is trustworthy. And if God says that I'm going to have descendants through my dead son, then somehow God must be able to raise from the dead. And I want to have that kind of faith. That Lord, I accept even death. I accept things not going my way. I accept frustrations. I accept the people you put in my life that that challenge me. But God, I want to have complete trust and receptivity to await the hand of your will that comes in ways that I wouldn't choose. But I know that you work through all things and you work all things for my good. And so, Lord, I, you who love me, you who are good, you who desire, to serve me and seek my salvation. that Lord, give me the grace to be free of sin, to always be ready, awaiting your arrival one day when I die, but your arrival even today as you come to me in your holy will.